What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Everybody, welcome to today's episode of the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. I'm Pete, this is Evan, and we've got a plethora of goodies for you today. So before we get into anything, for those of you who are unfamiliar with us and our podcast and our programming, we are founded by three millennials, Evan and me being two of the three, Justin being the third, and he couldn't be here today. But we're going to be discussing conservative news at the local, state, and federal level. So today we're actually going to go into a state issue, and then we're going to go over to go into a few federal issues as well. So this is for folks who are ostracized by friends, family, co-workers for thinking differently than they do. New York, for the most part, especially where we live on Long Island and near the city, is a giant blue bubble. Obviously, if you live further upstate, that's not the case, or even further out east, that's not the case. But we're here for you to give you a voice and to show you that you're not alone. We can't outvote the liberals and we perfectly want to do that in 2020. So let's start off with the Nassau County tax assessment or reassessment plan that's going to be starting up in the new year. So there was a meeting this past Wednesday in Mineola here on Long Island and legitimately they were estimating there were 600 people. Usually these meetings have like 10 people. 600 people showed up angry, demanding answers for this tax reassessment program. Many people stating that they're going to have to forego basic necessities like food, medicine, and a whole bunch of other things. Some even threatening that they're going to have to leave the state. And we already, and I was talking on this on Wednesday on my show, we are number 50 out of 50 in the entire country in terms of economic freedom and we lose between one and two hundred thousand people a year in comparison to who comes in and it's because of the ridiculous tax rates and everything this is not going to help people one bit you know and you know everyone's blaming this on the gop because mangano and all of them messed up the county liberal solution to everything is to raise taxes mm-hmm. and so what do they do they come in and start raising taxes and you know this isn't going to fix any of the issues that we're having in nassau county you know, they have budget deficits. There's too much stuff. They're paying, we're paying for too much stuff. It's the same thing. It's all levels of government right now. Yes. We're paying for too many other people's things. Mm-hmm. People should be paying for their own things. Mm-hmm. So raising taxes isn't going to help. It's Like Pete said, people leave the state. More people are going to leave Nassau County. This is not going to fix everything. Mm-hmm. And guess what Laura Curran's going to do? She's going to be like, well, we had to do this because people aren't paying their fair share. Mm-hmm. No, we are. People are paying more than their fair share oh, in yeah. taxes. The government doesn't know how to use our money. Yeah, and uh, two points on that. For starters, too, I I may have pointed this out or I may not. I, I know I pointed out to Evan several times in private. And that was, if you think about the Revolutionary War, when we broke away from Great Britain and founded this great country, guess what the total sales tax, or oh, not sales tax, the total tax rate proposed by the UK was? The average American loses 26% of their income to taxes every year. Obviously, some pay more, some pay less, but 26% is the national average. Increasing taxes is never the answer. I have a piece on our site, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com forward slash blog, that goes into this very thing at the federal level. We have too many entitlements, we spend too much money, and like Evan said, the same thing is done at every level of government that includes the local levels, and that is why Nassau County taxpayers came out en masse 600 people to a town hall meeting is a lot of people. 
I don't even think that the facility probably had enough people. I'm sure there are people out the door and lined up around the block to try and get in and to voice their opinion. The meeting lasted five hours. They don't know how to spend money. They keep spending more and more and more and more and more. And as a result, when they see, oh my God, we're going to go bankrupt unless we bring in more revenue, the government's form of revenue is taxation. So that's all that this is. And this is what happens when you would elect more and more Democrats into power. Like Evan said, a lot of Democrats are blaming the GOP for messing it up. And to a degree, that's not inaccurate. But the solution is not to tax people more. Laura Kern is asking for a five-year transitionary period. I guarantee you that in five years, they're not only going to not settle into the new taxes, and, and by they, I mean the new residents, but I'm sure tax rates are going to continue to increase. More and more people are going to leave their homes and, and potentially the state. And like I said on my Wednesday show, I am willing to bet that when the Cato Institute runs the numbers again at the end of next year to talk about economic freedom state to state, we're going to remain 50th out of 50. So talking about the 49th out of 50th state, California. <laughs> uh, California does it again. Yeah, California <laughs> is now, and I'm sure you guys have heard about this, it's been everywhere. They're looking to tax people on text messages received. And not just text messages received when and if this bill passes, but over the last five years. So they're looking to tax people for something that if you go to your cell phone provider, usually now, and limited talk and text is almost a guaranteed thing. So now you're going to get texts, uh, I'm sorry, taxed, not text, on top tax of that. Tax on text. Tax on text. So Evan, what are your thoughts on this ridiculous um, scheme by the California government? California, it's amazing how they keep coming up with the worst possible policies mm-hmm. imaginable. So not only do they have the strictest gun control laws in the country yes. and extreme high, extremely high levels of gun violence, mm. they have the most social welfare programs but the highest number of homeless people. Mm. So now they're going to ta- increase tax rates on things on something that it should... How, how can you tax It should be a private messages? thing. It doesn't make any sense. It's not a public entity. Mm. They're all, these are all private companies. So how do you text somebody, tax somebody on how they communicate with people? Mm-hmm. This is the problem. This is why people don't get that we need less government interference, not more. Mm-hmm. So it started with taxing, taxing your income. Then they've taxed your property. Then they want to tax guns now. Now they're taxing your communication with people. This is how the government controls people. This is not a conspiracy theory. No. This is literally how the government will limit your communication by taxing you for every single text message that you send. And there's a big theory that they're actually doing this to help support um, cell phone plans for illegal immigrants. But I haven't read into that much into it yet. But there, I've seen uh, every article I've read about this, it's always at the bottom. It's always coming in there. Yeah. And because they have so many sanctuary cities in California and they have all these issues... California is just, it, they're like the mentally disabled stepchild that nobody wanted. And it's unbelievable that, I don't know who comes up with this stuff. It's like, they look, all right, what's the worst idea possible? <laughs> oh, that one, yeah. Uh, let's get Maxine Waters in power. Oh, yeah, uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, text, text, uh, text, text messages. It's, they keep doing it. It's the, the Ocasio-Cortez of states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... I, and yet we're 50th out of 50. Well, because <laughs> we, we have Cuomo. We have Cuomo, right. And we have an even bluer legislature than we normally do as of the new year. So, you know, Evan hit it right on the head. These social welfare programs, entitlement programs in general, they just don't 
work. They don't incentivize people to be individualistic and to do what's right for them. It has them sucking on the government teat and they lose more and more and more money. And I watched a video earlier this morning about this very thing by Milton Friedman, who is a very famous conservative economist. He won a Nobel Prize in the 1970s. He had a program in the 80s called Free to Choose, which I'm actually currently watching on Amazon Prime. And the guy was brilliant. And he talked about this at every level. The more that government interferes in your life, even though they say, oh, this is for your own good, people go to them in fear. And they're like, okay, I'm willing to give my rights away and my hard-earned money away in the form of taxes in order to not be afraid. And the sad thing is, these safety blankets not only don't work, but they make things worse. So I'm very interested to see what happens because we all know that it's going to pass in California. We'll see if there's a domino effect in terms of other states like our own maybe doing something similar in the future because we know that at a state level too, not just at the local levels like Nassau County, but at the state levels, expenditures are a problem and they're going to look to find solutions and their solution again is to increase taxes so they increase their revenue and it's just not going to be a good situation so we want to bring that to your attention because it's getting more and more ridiculous out there not just here but in other blue states and it's important to pay attention to those states because we're very much in the running for those as well exactly and like you like literally like you just said we give up our rights based out of fear Mm -hmm. And it was, I think it was, I think it was Teddy Roosevelt. Not 100 percent sure, but he said Americans will, you'll never be able to take Americans' rights from them, mm-hmm. but they will give them up willingly out of fear. Yeah, which is literally why the tagline for our podcast is "Don't let fear take your freedom." Mm-hmm. Do not give into this nonsense where we need the government to take care of us. We don't. We don't need them. Mm-hmm. This is America. We are strong, 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 strong people. We can handle this on our own. But the problem is that people get afraid. That, oh, I don't. I want to make sure I have a safety net. I need to make sure that someone's going to take care of me. Mm-hmm. If you had more of your own money, you wouldn't have to worry about the government exactly. taking care of you. You'd be able to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, I, I had another blog post on this, and you guys can check it out. It might even be the same one that I talked about in terms of breaking down how the federal budget is. And, I mean, this is the same thing on the state level. States have pension plans. States have entitlement programs, too, in addition to the federal plans. And... All of these things don't work. And a lot of people say, well, I paid into them for decades and decades and decades, so I deserve that money. And for some folks, especially the elderly, where, yeah, it might be a little too late for them to reverse their plans and find something else to fund their retirement, I can understand that. But at the same time, if we really truly want to fix the financial issues in this country, A, we have to elect legislatures at every level, local, state, federal, that will cut back on expenditures immensely, that will cut back on entitlements immensely and then they'll actually be able to pay down the state federal debt and hopefully get out of our lives because like evan said up until 1913 in the united states there was no income tax there was none there was zero all right the only taxation was through tariffs and certain sales taxes but that was it so if i don't think we're ever going to get back to that but if we're able to oh, re- oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be I, I don't think it's gonna happen, no. and uh, you know, not to be pessimistic, but I, I really don't think it's going to happen. So, this is just going to get worse and worse and worse. And, oh, and the point that I was gonna make earlier about Milton Friedman was he talks about every country's boiling point in terms of what is the maximum amount that the people can be taxed on average 
before the country collapses. He used Chile in the 1980s as an example. In terms of they got to 40% and then everything went to crap. And then in other countries, though, it was it wasn't until they got to 70% so things went to crap. In the 1950s, the United States was being, you know, most Americans were being charged 90% income tax. So obviously, I don't think we're going that far um, up again. But if we continue to elect these socialist people and these, these people far further and further to the left who promise free stuff, that's exactly what's going to happen. So, all right, so, so to get off some serious topics and to get into something kind of funny, we're going to talk about Amy Schumer. And now Amy Schumer was talking about a clothing line that she released, but also that she's, and I quote, I'm not going to look super fuckable anymore. Not like she was ever. I was say, when did that happen? Yeah. When, when did the... When I, I never thought about it, in all honesty. In fact, you know, she's not the most attractive, not to be demeaning. But on top of that, her comedy, which is just gross and perverse, even for me, and Evan will tell you, I'm an awful human being. Uh, and Peter already has terrible taste in comedy, and he doesn't even like Amy Schumer. Yeah. Well, no. But, yeah. So, anyway. So, anyway. This is just more ridiculousness. By someone who is losing um, her credibility. She had that Netflix special. I think it was last year. And that was when they still had the star system. Where people ranked yeah. it you know, zero to five stars. And it like didn't even have one star. And it had more and more people going after her. And she thought it was some type of PR hit. And it wasn't a PR hit. She's just not funny. And yeah. people took the time to watch it. And they found that it was a complete waste of time, and hence it dropped in the rankings. And she also argued that she should be making the same amount of money as people like Dave Chappelle, who left at the peak when the Chappelle show was the biggest thing in comedy at the time. And, you know, he's selling out, you know, shows. His comedy specials are great. You know, there's a reason that he makes what he makes and she makes what she makes, and she still makes a lot of money. And, and I just can't stand this this stuff about, you know, and there was another article earlier in the week, too, I don't know if you saw it, about, you know, the, the wage gap myth. And more and more publications, even more moderate and even left-leaning publications going on board and saying, look, it's not because women are actually paid 75 cents on the dollar, whatever the hell they say it 77 is 77 cents now, yeah. they're saying. Okay, whatever. It's because of life choices. You know, uh, using law, for example, a lot of women won't become partners at a law firm because around the time, let's say they go straight to law school after the undergrad. So around the time they make partner, they have a decision to make. They're either going to get married and have children or they're going to pursue this path and potentially never get married and never have children. Because, And, and I'll tell you, because my mom's a partner at a law firm. When you are a partner at a law firm, you have no life. You're working 16 hours a day, traveling all over the place. And yes, while it's good money, and while you may have four to six weeks off a year, pretty much that entire time you're comatose because you're so exhausted and you're so drained and you're so far removed from your family. So, what were we talking about? Amy Schumer. So, <laughs> so Amy Schumer, like her uncle, Chuck, who we're going to talk about in a second. Horrible, horrible family. Yeah, it's, it's just a terrible family. And for her to say that she's not going to look super fuckable anymore, her outfits have nothing to do with whether a comedy specials or her movies do well or they don't. She's just not funny. She's perverse, she's grotesque, and she's not attractive. She has nothing going for her. No, she doesn't. And this is, this is an attention grab. That's all it is. And it's just... She doesn't get it. And the whole thing with being paid the same amount as Dave Chappelle... The way the entertainment industry works is you have an agent. The agent negotiates for you. Mm-hmm. If you want more money, tell your agent to get you more money. 
the star of a movie is going to make more money than the supporting actor who's going to make more money than the person who's in the movie for five minutes. Right. If you are a garbage comedian like Amy Schumer, who has a, probably a terrible agent because no one wants to represent her because she sucks, you're not going to make as much money as Dave Chappelle, who's absolutely hilarious and probably has an amazing agent. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah. It's the same thing with businesses. When you go in they offer you a salary, you can negotiate it. And we said this before, Jordan Peterson, who is unbelievable, actually coaches women to get more money when they go in for jobs. And it's all about being a little more aggressive and asking for it. Mm-hmm. Women by nature are not as aggressive as men. Mm-hmm. That's not a sexist comment. It's a fact. It's a biological fact. There's a reason why men's sports are way more aggressive than women's sports. Even contact sports like hockey. Men's hockey is way more aggressive than women's hockey. Right. It's all. It's, there are differences between men and women. Mm-hmm. If you are a woman and you want to make as much as a man... Go in and ask for it. Mm-hmm. If you want to raise, go in and ask for it. But women are less likely to do these things. Mm-hmm. So the wage gap is a myth. It's the company. If I own a company, I'm not going to offer you more money than I think you're worth. If you think you're worth more money, ask for it. If you don't get it, go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But that's not the way that, that people think it should work. It should be, well, everyone's doing this. And um, even though we have different experience and we have uh, going to work different amount of hours, I still want the same amount of money as this person. It's not the way it works. No. Uh, yeah. And, and this whole, and we talked about it a little on the last episode that we did together, this whole, you know, democratic socialist where everyone should get to this point. They can't go above it unless they're in power, of course. Um, otherwise, equally poor. Otherwise, we're going to rain on their parade, much like with Kevin Hart and Kyler Murray um, last week. Uh, it's it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like Evan said, different people have different types of experiences, different wants, different needs, and they're going to pursue things in different manners. So some jobs and some organizations are going to hire a guy over a gal. They're going to pay a guy more than a gal, even though technically they have the same position. Like Evan said, based on life choices. These are biological things. It's not to be demeaning to anybody because you know some people and i use my mom as an example i'll use it again she kind of punted my childhood years to make a lot of money and it worked out very well for her financially and she and that that was her choice but a lot of women in that position would not have made that choice and that is and that obviously is going to impact the amount that they make yeah, not every teacher makes the same amount of money. No. My brother t- my brother teaches at a very... I'm not going to call him out. Yeah. I was about to, but I'm not going to. My brother teaches in a very affluent neighborhood. He makes very good money. Mm-hmm. If you start... His starting salary was t- more... I think it was more than twice that as if that he decided he was going to work in New York City. Mm-hmm. So if he would decide to work in New York City, I think he would have made like something like 30 to 35. Mm-hmm. And his starting salary where he works was over 60. Right. It's about choice. Mm-hmm. That's what life is. Life is a series of choices and the reaction to those choices and the results and the consequences. Mm-hmm. That is what it is. Stop trying to make everybody the same. We're not the same. We are all completely different. Mm-hmm. I have hair. Peter doesn't. Peter's tall. I'm not. These are things that are facts. You cannot change them. Mm-hmm. The donkey behind us is wearing a pink hat. Another fact. It is a fact. It is a fact. And in fact, we have some merchandise in our store, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com forward slash store. And you can check that out. I believe we have a morale patch and a hat with said donkey on those things. And a sweatshirt with a donkey. There is a sweatshirt. And a t-shirt. There's a, we, have, we have several we have things every, with the donkey. We love the donkey. Who doesn't realize the bats get bit in the ass? By the socialist snake. No, the snake's not a socialist. Well, he represents it. No. 
Snake is from the Gadsden flag, Peter. Oh, oh God. I'm sorry. Anyway, anyway, Peter's new to conservatism. Yes, I am. And I love it. All right. So speaking of Schumer, so we go from one crappy Schumer to another. So now we're going to talk about that media, that live meeting that was had between Donald Trump, Mike Pence, I didn't say a word, um, Nancy Pelosi, and Chuck it. Schumer. Yeah, he just sat back. He should have had some popcorn and just munched on it throughout. Stay away from the microphone. No one will hear you chew. But I, I loved how throughout that entire interview, they kept asking Pelosi and Schumer, Chuck and Nancy, kept asking, can we do this in private? And Trump wouldn't back down, and he said, no, I want my funding. They said, well, you don't have the votes. And he's like, I have the votes in the House. I may not have them in the Senate, but I have them in the House right now. I can go get them right now. And I liked how we stood his ground. And Justin had a great article about this, which you can find on our website, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com forward slash blog, about this very thing. And a lot of these negotiations are often put through the ringer to the mainstream media because it's just hearsay. They go to their preferred politicians, so the media is obviously going to air towards Pelosi and Schumer over Trump, and they're going to get their takes on it, which they did after the fact, and, you know, Pelosi questioned Trump's manhood. Schumer, of course, was defiant, as he usually is. She should have been questioning Schumer's manhood. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we had a great um, <laughs> meme in our group on Facebook. If you just type in Empire State Conservatives on Facebook, you'll find our group. We got about 2,300, 2,400 people liking it right now. So like it, you'll be up to date on all of our content. But anyway, uh, I, I thought that it was a good sign and, and show by the president. Now, unfortunately, Ben Shapiro, I think, hit this on the head earlier in the week when he analyzed this. I don't think Trump won over any more people than he would have, nor do I think Pelosi and Schumer lost any more people than they would have. I think they both riled up their bases because Pelosi and Schumer are trying to be nice, though Schumer started yelling like you alluded because to. Because he's an impetuous child. Yeah. He does this all the time. You know he shows up to graduations uninvited? Does he? Yes, he shows up to <laughs> college graduations uninvited. And he gives the same speech at every single one. Wow. He spoke at he spoke at Valerie's graduation. He is such a scumbag. I think he was invited, but he's terrible oh. speech. Um, yeah, well, of, of he's course. a horrible person and yeah. a terrible senator. Yeah, stop electing him. Well, yeah, well, at this point, he's a brand name. He's been a brand name for decades. And when people who don't know dick about politics decide, oh, I'm going to vote so I can get my sticker, and they say Schumer versus an unknown, they're going to go with Schumer, even though they don't know anything about Schumer or anything about his opponents. But you know, getting back, I thought it was a good sign from the president. Because he didn't back down, and despite Pelosi and Schumer threatening a government shutdown, do you really want a government shutdown, really, right now, when in January we're going to have a majority in the House? He's like, I don't care, and I like how he's not backing down. Now, time's going to tell whether he backs down or not, whether there is any compromise or not, but it seems that both sides are pretty adamant about their positioning, in that the Democrats do not want to give him any funding for the wall, and he wants all five billion, he wants $5 billion for it right now. Well, they basically, they said they want to give him, like, 1.5. Yeah. But the whole thing with this is, it, the left cares more about appearance than they do about anything else. Mm-hmm. So look at all the money we've been giving to Iran, mm-hmm. all the money that Obama gave to Palestine, mm-hmm. all the money we've been giving to these countries in foreign aid, yet we can't spend $5 billion on to secure our own border. Right. It's absolutely ridiculous that they're fighting him on this. Listen, if they don't have the money, that's one thing. But we're in a deficit already. Give the money. Secure the border. If they do this, you might win over some moderate, you know, moderate Republicans who don't even really care and be like, oh, you know, well, they seem like, you know, you get a little bit, you get a little something. 
Mm -hmm. You look a little bipartisan. You win some brownie points. Mm -hmm. Instead of looking like a bunch of scumbags. Listen, Pelosi was fine. You know, she is is who she is. She knows what she's doing. Schumer is just a whiny little brat. Mm -hmm. And he started getting mad at Trump. And this is why Trump needed to do this in public. And it wasn't, I don't don't think he did it to win over votes Mm -hmm. or win over anything. He did this to show exactly who Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are. And so that they couldn't lie about how he acted or how he behaved or what he said. And it showed that he remained calm. He said, listen, this is what I want and I'm going to get it. And if I don't get what I want, I'm shutting you down. Right. And listen, Congress only meets for like 127 days out of the year anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. So, who cares? Honestly, yeah. it doesn't really make a difference. And all essential functions would still continue. Yeah. So, this was genius by Trump to insist that this was public. All of his meetings with these two knuckleheads should be public. Mm-hmm. He should do public stuff more often because it shows that while they while Schumer's losing his cool, Trump stays calm. And that's what the left does. They get mad, they get angry, and they accuse you of being something, or they call you names, or they make fun of you, or they do something stupid, and they don't argue just like, you know, Guy LaPointe on our Facebook group, who just says complete nonsense. Yeah. I, called us anti-science, which is not true. I love science. Yeah. And, science, you yeah. know, it's like, they don't, they don't, they don't have a rational, they don't have of rational thought. Not. It's all emotion. And they don't bother with the facts. They don't bother listening to you. They have their pre-planned talking points. And they just go, oh, you love guns. Oh, you hate black people. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and, you're radical Christians. Yeah. Yeah. And while we do love guns, neither one of us is Christian. No. Neither one of us is radically religious. No. And I have no problem with black people. My stepbrother's black. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't I, have any I, problem with that either. I have no problem with anybody. Yeah. As long as you know you're not a liberal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And even then, as long as we don't talk about yeah, politics, as long as, as long as you're a sane human being, I don't have a real problem yeah. with you. Yeah. So this is this is why he needs to do more of these public. I think he really needs to do more of these public meetings because it really exposes these other people for who they are. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. I, I I hate how a lot of these things are behind closed doors, and some people are like yeah, but you know they may talk th- matters of national security and blah blah blah. That's BS. In all honesty, ha- they should have these things televised now. You know, when C-SPAN looks at you know different votes on different bills all, all over the place. And speaking of bills, and this is to a point, we just subsidized the farmers market just all over the country because they're losing a lot of money and subsidies. So are get rid of the farmers market if they can't support themselves. Then obviously people don't want the farmers. Market. Well, you know what it was? They felt guilty because the tariffs on soybeans and shit. Uh, you know, coming out. You know, China just ordered a whole bunch of soybeans. Yeah, they just did. Right on time with this bill, and they also put in um, sanctions for the Yemen war and, and how this Congress can't touch it and blah blah blah. That bill is a travesty, and they're subsidizing. I don't know how much it was. It is several billion dollars to bail these farmers out until they can get back on their feet again. Oh, we got to stop bailing industries out, whether it's farmers, whether it's bankers, whether it's anything. I know this is unpopular on both sides of the aisle, but it's true. You have to let people go under or industries go under when they misspend and they miscalculate. Now that they were unfortunate victim i hate that word but they were unfortunate happenstance because of these you know the trade war that we were having in china not ordering soybeans for a while and them losing a ton of their revenue and understandable but at the same time we have to stop bailing them out and we have to start being more frugal and, and more fiscally responsible now money for a wall to protect our border one of the things that the constitution guarantees is a national defense 
Guess what a border utilized? And they used metrics, uh, and Trump misspoke. He was talking about walls, and he shouldn't have said walls, because they're not really walls. Border defense. Border, 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 border fences and stuff like that. When they put them up in areas, and a lot of these were done back in the 90s under but either HW or... Yeah. The, the, the rates of people getting in have gone down immensely, and some parts over 90%. Mm-hmm. So it shows that they work, and it shows that it's worthwhile. And you, you can listen to a whole bunch of people talk about the dangers of letting illegals in. And it's not that a lot of them are bad people, because they're not. Evan and I, and, and I'm sure many of you, have come across illegals who are nice people that just want to make uh, you know a better life for themselves. And for whatever the reason, they felt that they could you know sneak in through the back door, so to speak. Mm. You bet. No, yeah. not do that. Mm. Do not do that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but but a lot of them carry disease. A lot of them are not good people, you know. And that was one thing that the left constantly hammers Trump about. But something that Mexico and a lot of South American countries did is they took their criminals out of their prisons because they couldn't afford to keep them there, and they put them into our country. They pushed them across our border, and we give them free benefits. That's yes. the biggest problem. It has nothing to do with criminals. Crime, disease, whatever it is, we are paying for these people to live here and they are not putting in their fair share. Mm-hmm. That is the problem. People talk about the 1% not putting in their fair share, which isn't true. No. Now we have, we have an extremely high level of people in living in a welfare state, both legal residents and illegal residents. Mm-hmm. And that is what is ruining this country. It's nothing to do with rich people not paying enough. Rich people paying more than enough. Middle class paying more than enough. We have large amounts of people who are paying nothing and draining the system. Yeah. And, I mean, the system needs an upheaval. But before we can do that, we have to fix the the leaks in it. And right now, that is a huge one. So, last thing we're going to touch on before we sign off for the weekend in terms of podcast episodes uh, is going to be a little Twitter battle between our favorite New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and oh Kurt God. Schilling, World Series hero for the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Boston Red Sox. So basically, to sum up the tweets, we don't have them directly in front of us, but to sum them up, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was complaining that she's always called out because she's a woman and then she's a minority and all this other bull crap. And then Kurt Schilling corrected her and he said, no, that has nothing to do with why people call you out. They call you out because it seems like every time you speak, you say something dumber than the last time you spoke. Which was dumb. So people are calling you out on it because you have gaff after gaff after gaff, and you're apparently a college-educated person who dual majored in like economics and and something else like international relations or something, and yet you know nothing about either of them. And it's and it's blatantly obvious in how you speak and the way you portray yourself. That's why people are doing it. So Evan said this to me earlier, and it was great because it is it's so true. And obviously. We've ripped on her a lot. You know, we're, we're not from her district. But, thank God. Yeah, thank, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, A, that we don't live there, and B, Jesus. Oh, but, my God. But even so, I mean, these are the people we're electing. She's not the only radical person who doesn't know anything about anything that's been elected to either Congress or the Senate. And the more these people are elected, the more complacent we are at the ballot box, whether it's the local level, the state level, or the federal level. Uh, the, the further and further into shambles our country is going to go. We talked about the issues with Nassau County tax pay, property taxpayers. We talked about California taxing text messages, not just from when the bill goes into effect, but going five years backdated from that point. These are terrible policies to try and boost their spending or their justification for boosting their spending 
And I guarantee you, they're going to completely mismanage their funding. They're going to continue to spend way more than they take in. And they're going to find new, terrible ways to tax us just for living and breathing in this country. Any yeah. thoughts you want to add to that? Well, it just really shows that the left is super is just so obsessed with identity politics. Mm-hmm. It's so much. Every single liberal I ever met is so obsessed with labels. Mm-hmm. I dated... Well, you remember Andrew. She's mm-hmm. psychotic. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Andrew, if you see this episode, you probably won't, but you were a nutcase. But she was so obsessed with labeling herself. Mm-hmm. I was going for, at the time, I was looking to get into law enforcement, which I eventually did. Mm-hmm. And she was constantly smoking weed. And I'm like, listen, if we're going to live together, you can't smoke weed. I can't have weed in my apartment. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't understand why not. She's like, I'm a stoner. That's who I am. It's like, no, no, no. That's not who you are. Mm-hmm. That's a choice that you made. Is to smoke weed every day. Mm. It's a choice. Yes. That's fine if you want to do that. Mm-hmm. But then we're not going to live together. And we didn't live together. And I broke up with her. And mm. then I got into law enforcement. Mm. Coincidence. Um, right. But they really are. And the same thing with Ocasio-Cortez. She goes, oh, it's because I'm a person of color and a woman. No, it's because you're a moron. Yeah, that's it. And it's the same thing. That's why people like Candace Owens are being harassed in the street. And there are plenty of other people. Um, Khalid Rodriguez, who we follow on Instagram. Um I'm sorry if I pronounced his name, Charisse Lane. Same thing. Her sister was fired. She was the model who was fired, I think, um, for wearing the Trump hat. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. was fired from her modeling agency. They are obsessed with what you look like and instead of what, like, the quality of your character. And the funny thing is they always bring up Martin Luther King, and Martin Luther King was the exact opposite. He was he, all about merit. Yes. I want my children to be judged not based on the color of their skin, a.k.a. who they are, woman, man, Hispanic, whatever, but on the content of their character. And it's the same thing happening. Every time you have a discussion with a liberal, it's, oh, you know, I'm anti-illegal immigration. Oh, you're racist? You hate Mexicans? No. I don't want illegal immigrants coming in from Canada either. Mm-hmm. I don't want them coming in from anywhere. Mm-hmm. I want legal immigrants who contribute to our society. And they don't get it because all they see, they, they call us racist, which is insane. Mm-hmm. But all they see is race. They call us sexist. All they see is sex. Mm-hmm. This is all they see. They only see the differences. And they claim that diversity is their strength. Diversity is not your strength if everyone who, who you have on your side is morally bankrupt. And those are the only things you care about. You know, here at our network, we're basically, we're three white guys. Now we have Nicole, who's a white female. Yeah. But I don't see that as a flaw that we're all white. It's, we're all conservative. Yeah. You know, we're looking for more contributors. If someone who's African-American or Hispanic or Asian, whatever it is, comes in and they have time to contribute. We'll we'll gladly take them. We'll take them in. But it's the same thing. And I heard this on the radio today with the Rooney Rule. Mm-hmm. And they keep saying that the because the Rooney Rule in the NFL, if you don't know, is that um, if you're ha- if you're going to hire a head coach, you have to interview a minority candidate. <laughs> I, and I understand where their idea. They thought this was a good idea because, like, I right, listen, we have no minority head coaches. We want to kind of level the playing field. It's an overcompensation. Yes. So let's say the Jets are going to fire Todd Bowles. Yeah, the Jets good. are going to fire Todd Bowles. Yes, they are. They have to fire Todd Bowles. They must. Let's say John Harbaugh's agent contacts him and he goes, I want to coach the Jets. Jets go, oh my gosh, it's amazing we want John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. They still have to interview a minority candidate. Mm-hmm. Now, fine. You get interview experience. Do you really think the people interviewing this candidate are going to really give him a real interview? Nope. Do you think they're going to have the head honchos there to really interview this guy and really give him a fair chance? Nope. It doesn't make any sense. You can't overcorrect. You can't legislate equality. It doesn't work. No. We already have equality in this country. 
You know what it is? It's the best man wins. If you can't get hired or you don't want it, if you can't be a CEO of a company and you think it's because you're a minority or a woman, you know what? Start your own company. Look for another company. There are other options. Yes. Not everybody gets to be a millionaire. Yeah. They don't. Mm-hmm. I'm probably never going to be a millionaire. Peter's probably never going to be a millionaire. Don't say that. It's possible. <laughs> we don't know where this is going to go. Yeah. But there, there's a possibility that we'll never be millionaires. Mm-hmm. Would I like to have, be a millionaire? Of course. I like to not have to worry about money. That'd be amazing. That, but yeah, guess what? Nice. Yes. I would rather work my ass off and fight tooth and nail every day for the rest of my life to try to make it that way as opposed to the government going, oh, don't worry, we'll send groceries to your door. Because what's going to happen is one week, instead of sending a full thing of groceries, they're going to send me a bag of potatoes and one case of water. And be like, oh, this is it for a month. Mm-hmm. We're, we're short on food. Mm-hmm. And then if you're dependent on them and you haven't budgeted appropriately and that's all you can eat and drink for a month, you're going to end up being screwed. And Venezuela is going to play a hand here in the United States. And unfortunately, unless we short things up real quick and, and we come out in 2020 again, not just federally, not just trying to reelect Trump, but trying to reelect uh, or, not, or not reelect, but to unseat a lot of these radical liberals that were elected this past election cycle at the local and state level, then it may not happen next year. It may not happen in a decade or two decades, but eventually in our lifetimes for most of us, This is going to pose its ugly head unless we change things real quick. And the only way we can do that is to spread the word and to get out to the ballot box. So guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please, if you're listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, please leave us a five-star review and like this episode. Share it with other people, whether they're New Yorkers or not, who have conservative values. And also, please feel free to subscribe to us. Evan's going to read off a laundry list when this video goes off or this audio goes off. And uh, you can find us again on EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com. Please feel free to support us at our store. Um, on the site as well as through donations you can make a one-time or a monthly donation there's a few different monthly donation options every single one has its perks but all of that money is just going to go towards increasing the frequency and the quality of our content so anything you want to add before we yeah so if you would like to contribute not even if it's not financially if you want to contribute content blog posts stuff like that Feel free to email us at getredpilled76 at gmail.com. We'll review it. If we think it's worthy of going up, we'll put it up on the blog part of our website. And we'll be reaching out to you regularly to contribute. So for that, I'm Pete. This is Evan. Have a great rest of the weekend, everybody. We'll come back at you next Tuesday with a group episode. Until then, you want to say your... Oh, don't let fear take your freedom. It's Evan with Empire State Conservatives Network. Just a reminder to check us out on our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com or Patreon at Patreon.com slash EmpireStateConservativeNetwork. On Facebook at Facebook.com slash EmpireStateConservatives. On Twitter at EmpireStateCons. Instagram at GetRedPilledNY. And on YouTube. Make sure that if you like our stuff to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.